a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some good ways to earn good media coverage and mitigate negative stories? That's what we'll be discussing on this special live edition of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Jared Dovers, and joining me today is Mr. Joe Gertis, Director of PR and Communications at Huntsville Utilities. Thanks for joining me this morning, Joe. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. This is our second Story Connect, the podcast live episode we're recording here at the annual Story Connect conference. This is episode 86 of our podcast, and I hope our listeners are enjoying a little bit different format here with the live shows. And I hope you guys and our audience are enjoying it as well. Um, Okay, Joe, let's talk about media relations. Um, One thing I know, just living here in the local area, you guys just went through a rate increase not too long ago. I know I saw a lot about it on the media, and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how, from your point of view, you handled that dealing with the media through that process. Well, in that case, uh, the media became a very important tool for the utility to communicate out that we had a rate increase. Uh, I think most utilities would agree you don't want to take your customers by surprise, and uh, your local media outlets offer you that opportunity to communicate. Uh, you know, their, their business model is changing dramatically very, very quickly, and what you need to understand about their challenges is they need you as bad as you need them when it comes to that storytelling. Um, They're doing a lot more with less these days, and so where you have those opportunities to cultivate a relationship, you want to do that so that when you have something to communicate, like a rate adjustment, which is generally very unpopular, uh, because usually when we say adjustment, that means increase, and so, uh, you know, it's wordsmithing. Uh, But uh, there are a lot more likely to tell the whole story if you have that relationship in place. Uh, You know, I I mentioned the challenges that they're up against. Uh, In a market like Huntsville, it's also challenging to maintain a relationship with a reporter because if if they're really getting after it, they're not likely to be in your market for very long either. And so you have to cultivate that relationship on up to the news director of what organization you're working with because uh, you want you want to sort of establish a culture with them a cooperative relationship so that again you you reduce the chance of them taking what could easily be a very negative story and just making it a story and not taking a slant and if you're real lucky it'll be a positive slant so it's, uh, it, it is about cultivation of relationships, and uh, we certainly try to do that at Huntsville Utilities. Sure. So walk me through some of the, the nuts and bolts of if you if there's someone listening here who maybe is just, just new into utility communications, how, how would you advise someone to get into cultivating that relationship? What does that look like? A lot of email, okay. a few phone calls. Um, if this is a tricky one to answer because from person to person, uh, you're not sure. You never know what you're going to get. It's sort of a Forrest Gump approach. Yeah. But um, when you meet a reporter for the first time, uh, when you're, say, you've done a news release on, we do them on every outage we have. Occasionally, they're pretty routine. Occasionally, we'll get a call. 
uh, when you get that call, uh, try to resist the uh, temptation to ignore it and take the opportunity to begin that relationship if it's someone that you've not heard from before. Um, it used to be uh, that we didn't communicate outages in the way we do now, so we'd hear from the reporters a lot more often. Okay. Uh, and so now that we report virtually every electric, water, or gas outage we have, um, we don't hear from them very much because, oh, well, that's just a routine thing. And in the utility business, outages are pretty routine things. Mm -hmm. But the point being, when you get that opportunity, take it and develop that relationship. Uh, and it, it needs to be two-way. Uh, I think most reporters know that if they take a negative angle with you, you can, you can stop talking to them. Sure. There's certainly, certainly no obligation to. There's an expectation, though, and your customers, because for many utilities, that is one of the only ways they have to communicate out. That's changing, too, but there's still a very important means of communicating to our customers. And so we need to take advantage of each other uh, and cultivate those relationships so we, we get the communication that we want. Excellent. All right. Uh, so when you said you you do a news release for every outage, um, what is that threshold? Just wondering what it's like for... Uh, well, <laughs> it, it usually goes on the number of customers affected. Uh, okay. If one or two streets are affected, we're probably not going to broadcast that because those customers know. Um, in most cases, we've communicated with them uh, customer to customer. Sure. And so there's no need to broadcast it. And there's certainly probably no wide public interest in that. So uh, on the electric level, uh, I don't know how much you know about electricity, but you know what a substation is. Sure. Uh, in each substation for Huntsville Utilities, we have about four circuits. Each circuit serves somewhere between eight and 1,500 customers. Okay. That's a broadcastable event. Sure. Because you're talking about you know, a, a section of town being affected. Because certainly when we say customers, we're really we're talking meters. So yeah. a lot more people are affected. And so that's our threshold for uh, electric. With water and gas, it's kind of case by case mm -hmm. uh, because those are the situations where oftentimes our operations people are communicating directly to those customers affected. And uh, water and gas systems, are uh, the redundancy is uh, better mm -hmm. than electric. Um, and so we can... A lot of times we'll have a main break and nobody notices because we're able to reroute the resource so that the customer's still getting served while we're repairing whatever the problem is. Sure. I know you guys have uh, heavily invested in a social media presence uh, there at Huntsville Utilities. Have you ever found that um, maybe reporters look to your social media feeds for information and maybe this, they, they can sometimes look at that instead of talking to you necessarily? I have found that we probably generate as many media calls from social media as we do email. Okay. And so there have been instances just to try it. Uh, for instance, we've seen a spike in scam attempts okay. lately. Um, did not communicate that out over email because obviously our interest is to get that information to the customers. We have pretty good followership on our social media platforms, specifically Facebook and Twitter. And we got the message out that way, and we still got the media calls. Okay, so they're so watching. They are watching, and, and we watch them. 
you know, Amy, who came before me, talked about how they do social media in Murfreesboro. And the challenge for us as communicators is to make management understand what an important tool it is. And it's becoming more important every day because the expectation among our customers is that we are out there. Yes. So being out there, very important. And then once you're out there, it doesn't matter how big or small your utility is, you have to dedicate staff time to be sure that you're communicating. Because uh, if your customers see that you have a page and you never use, use it, they'll just be annoyed by that. Sure. that. You want to avoid that when you can. So it, it takes staff resources, it takes time and money, and it takes commitment. Um, of course, those other things kind of suggest that, don't they? But um, I would encourage any utility that's thinking about it, and really any company that hasn't dived into social media to do it. Absolutely. And that's so interesting that uh, you, like I said, you had that experiment where talking about things on social media was just as good as putting out a news release. That's, I think our listeners will be very interested in that. Um, when, you, when you think about the media and your relationship with the media, one thing we know people strive for is not even necessarily to be the contact for there's an outage or there's something going wrong, but maybe a story that you just become that expert. And so how, what are some ways you cultivate being being called about something that isn't even an outage or something like that, but it's just you become the expert in that, that uh, person's mind? Uh, I think we see that most often and recently with water. Okay. Uh, we are also a water utility and folks in the region probably aware that there was this report that called into question some oh, yes. water quality for some of our neighboring utilities. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that report was pretty unfair. Okay. But, uh, and it didn't affect our customers, but we were called. Uh, we were asked if it affect our affected our customers. And then in a few cases, we were asked, well, what does this report mean exactly? And, uh, you know, can you direct us to the right state resources so that, um, you know, we can get these questions answered? And you want to be that person. Yeah. Um, you want to be the subject matter expert for your local media because then you're the resource. And again, you reduce any chance of someone maybe taking an unfair angle at you on any given story. Absolutely. All right. Well, we have a few uh, questions coming in from the audience, so we're going to look. Um, your reporting outages and rate adjustments or rate increases um, how do you necessarily put out the positive message when you're worried about um, or when negative stories do come out? The level of service we provide. Um, we have a high rate of reliability and we like to tout that whenever the opportunity arises. We also compare ourselves to other utilities and rate-wise we look pretty good. We're in the lower echelon uh, of utilities in the region and in the country. Then we like to tout that we're uh, municipally owned, public power, public sure. water, public gas. So our customers, even though it's not technically true, our customers own us. Sure. So we're owned by the community that they live in, and that's an advantage. You know, rates are consistently lower, and the level of service we provide is consistently better. And so when you are faced with something like a rate increase, you know, you have the opportunity to explain that providing that level of service isn't getting any cheaper. And uh, we still look good when we compare it to our peer utilities. And so 
it's, it's an opportunity to educate and you want to take those when you get them. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, another question we have from the audience. Um, if you do send a press release, uh, do you find that you, uh, the media will run it as is, or do you find often that it's altered? Um, both. Both? Both. Uh, I think it, it depends on uh, how long they have to meet their deadline, um, how much else is going on. Uh, for instance, severe weather. Uh, we'll often put a, a release out letting customers know that we're prepared. And uh, if the news is very busy covering this weather event, whatever it is, sure. it's kind of a footnote. Oh, and hey, by the way, Huntsville Utility says they're ready, you know, sure. and they'll respond if something happens. Um, but if it's post-event, for instance, uh, I think folks around the country, but certainly around the Tennessee Valley, uh, experience some higher-than-usual bills. Big uh, time. Right, yeah. right. Well, it yeah. was very cold in yes. January. Um, folks tend to forget that that has a, a lot of effect on how they consume our product. And, uh, and so there were, there were a couple of times when it looked like we were going to get that negative story. But because of that relationship and the trust that we have built with our local media outlets, I believe this time we avoided that altogether. Um, now, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the times there's no negative lead in. Sure. Uh, they don't run the story. But it's also the opportunity to educate whoever the reporter is. And again, you reduce that chance of getting that negative angle when, when it could arise. And that relationship, again, that's the, that's the huge win. Absolutely. Um, we're going to take one last question from the audience. How many people have access to create social media posts in your company? How do you ensure messages are consistent across different posters? So there are three of us in my department, and then just as a matter of management course, our, uh, our CEO has access to all the content. Um, I don't believe he has ever posted anything, okay. uh, but I believe, I believe that's it. Uh, that may expand a bit as we're going through some organizational changes, but um, you know, there's one person who sort of oversees that at Huntsville Utilities. Ultimately, it's the CEO, but that's my job to make sure that the messaging is consistent. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there's two two guys that work with me, and we're very close. Um, most of us are not new, sure. and so uh, we've we've been doing it together for a while. I don't know what would happen if they broke the team up. So hopefully that won't happen. But there's, I think, the practical answer to the question is we have three people okay. that post on our social media. And do you personally proof every post or do you, do you understand them? They know the message, they're consistent. Everyone. Can yeah. Over it. time, I, I've not found the need to continue doing that, but in the beginning, yes. Excellent. Uh, but you, you, again, you establish the message or the message is, what are they? How do you want them delivered? And then just kind of let grownups go do their thing. That sounds excellent. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Joe, for the conversation and uh, for the revelations about how important social media can be in cultivating these uh, the traditional media relationships. Uh, this, again, is Mr. Joe Gertis, Director of PR and Communications at Huntsville Utilities. I'm your host, Jared Dovers of Word South, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Store Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.